You got the chill. The chill. The chill. The chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. People like me. That's some booty, Jim. Presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Everyone is so mean to me. I am Jim Rutledge. You never go full Rutledge. <laughs> There is not a lot of things more satisfying than watching a bush. We're slowly developing and finding our identity. Really young squad, a lot of playmakers. Kind of looking at like Miami, kind of their offense. I feel like our offense can and will have shades of that going forward. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Matt LaFleur after that performance from Jordan Love against the hapless, horrendous, horrible Denver Broncos has unwavering faith in Jordan Love. Felt like Green Bay to me. How's that make you feel, Matt Hamilton? I, I'm at a loss for words. I just don't know. I, I want it. I, I want to be positive and I want to be optimistic, but there's only so much you can be optimistic about. Optimism comes from little seeds of, wow, that was really great. And I did not see a ton of those little seeds getting sprinkled across the field uh, yesterday. Didn't love it. He's Matt Hamilton. I am Jim Rutledge. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. If the mountains are blue, you know what to do. And that's crush a Coors Light. I am sure you were crushing Coors Light. Yesterday, Mr. Matt Hamilton. You know it. You know it. It, it was not a uh, positive. It was not a party time question of Coors Light yesterday. No, it was, uh, well, I don't know. Caleb Williams sweepstakes. Here we go. <laughs> go. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't positive. It's rough to watch a team that you you want to be good. You, you look on both sides of the ball and you look at some players and you're like, those guys are good. That guy's got potential. This guy's a speedster. If he can figure his hands out, he's going to be great. Like, there is plenty of things to be optimistic about individually on this team. But the way that they're playing like as a cohesive unit and then Jordan Love seeming to be a little bit in his own head, uh, I, I, I don't love the trajectory we're on right now. It's... Pretty unnerving as a Packer fan. It's also unnerving if you see me fiddle around on YouTube or on Twitter here uh, through our stream. We don't have working Wi-Fi still at the uh, Everlight Solar Studio. Ryan, didn't you figure this out yet? Look, all right, I'm not an engineer, guys. I can't fix he everything. He is a serial killer, not an engineer. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. Matt, that's what we established while you were gone. Yeah. I remember the Dolphins. <laughs> but 844-770-3776. Packers are bad at football. Uh, that's how you get into the show. And I just want to ask a simple question. And we can start here and we'll, we'll figure out the rest as the show goes along. But is Jordan Love the worst quarterback in the NFC North? 844-770-3776. Oh, I would go as far as to say the Packers have the worst quarterback situation in the NFC North because... Chicago has Carolina's pick. Right now, Carolina has zero wins. So they're trending to maybe have the first overall pick. Plus, they have their own pick, which I think is fourth or fifth overall, thanks to the Packers beating Denver yesterday. So 
The Bears oh, have picks you. and they have lots of cap space and they can they can Justin Fields is still a he holds more trade value than Jordan Love. And then you have Minnesota, their quarterback is going to be off the books. So they don't have a replacement. And it really comes down to what you think about Jordan Love. And then the Lions have a capable NFL quarterback in Jared Goff. So 8-4-4, I think we need to look at it like this first. Is Jordan Love the worst quarterback in the NFC North? 8-4-4-7-7-0-37-76. Because we can look at Matt LaFleur, and he's definitely part of the problem. This is not a one-person problem. But Matt, and I've said this a thousand times, you're screwed no matter who you blame. If Matt LaFleur stinks, you know what's happening? Jordan Love is not going to succeed in Green Bay. Because right. if Jordan Love stinks, excuse me, if Matt LaFleur stinks, he's getting fired. And then a new coach is going to come in, which would be the, the following offseason going into year six of Jordan Love. They ain't keeping Jordan Love around. They're going to bring in their own QB. Yep. And now, let's say the players aren't good enough. Well, Jordan Love's not going to succeed. Do you think Coach LaFleur and Goody are going to hang around and at least hedge their butt bet next year to make sure that they don't lose a bunch of games and get fired? And if Jordan Love's bad, it's all bad. And so, the bad quarterback. Well, if Jordan Love's bad, you can you can get a new quarterback and move on. But you can't. Like that's the problem. You can try to. Right. The problem is, and the 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 scary part is, you need to put some talent around whoever you put back there. You can literally put anybody in the the quarterback role if there's no weapons from to throw to, or if they're not in the places they need to be, they're going to struggle anyway. So like. Is the issue, like, Jordan Love is probably not it, but he's definitely not set up for success given how much raw talent there is around him. Who's the leader on this team who's telling players that they need, it's where they need to be, how they need to be, like, taught how an NFL game works? All these guys have less than, like, three years' experience out of, Outside of like Aaron Jones, Jordan Love. I'm sorry, you don't need to be taught how to throw the ball down. I mean, by a veteran, how to show up. Well, not Jordan, how to throw it. Jordan Love, 0 for three yesterday with an interception on the throws that went 20 or more yards in the air. He is now six of 27. That's 22 percent for those of you who are not quick at math. Zero touchdowns, three interceptions on those throws this season. There's lots of problems in Green Bay, but I think. We are sticking our heads in the sand if we do not acknowledge Jordan Love is one of them. And look, yeah, I could sit here and say, yeah, ride it out with Jordan. I hope the Packers have undying faith in Jordan Love because <laughs> I think I don't think I still don't think Jordan Love is horrendous. But right now, he is a bottom five quarterback in the NFL, and you're right. Extra time can get him better. Better to what? Like, you're bottom five. Right. So fine. You are twice as good as you were. So you're middle of the road then? Like, his ceiling, we, we already know where his ceiling isn't. It has been lowered. He is not the next Favre or Rodgers. It's just not there. Fourth year in the league, there's there'd be more splash, more trust from the coaches, yeah. more showing so far. His best game was against arguably... The worst defense in football. Until they played Denver, and now they might Denver might be the new worst defense in football. And Denver is I mean, statistically, Matt, they had the one game against the they gave up seventy to the Dolphins. They gave up twenty eight or thirty to the Bears. Like they had a nice game against the Chiefs, but overall, right. they are statistically scoring defense wise, 
right there in the 30s in the NFL. Right. And the Packers, I mean, that 70 is going, that's two games right, worth, but three games worth of losses. That wasn't that long ago. But the, tw- the Bears don't put up 28 or 30 ever, and they threw it up on, on, on Denver. Like, the Packers had to fight and claw tooth and nail to get their 17 points. No, I mean, I get it. I get it. But, you know, as see as the season goes on, teams evolve. So I do think... This was the get-right game, Matt. This was, was the game. It was supposed to be. It was supposed to be, but... Oh, by the way, we know Vegas how- stinks... And they just got smoked by the crappy Bears by Tyson Bajan, a undrafted free agent. He did more against the Raiders than Love did. The Packers are broken right now. They I are. don't think Love is worse than Bajan or uh, all, you know going to be bottom five at the end of the year. But currently, he is playing bottom five. He could have easily, just as likely in that game, had two picks, no touchdowns. And because that ball would have been turned over on downs, the one that ricocheted off of Dobbs wanted to read. And the one that was a jump ball with Sertan should have been an easy touchdown. He threw it late and lofted it. And it got there. And Dobbs made a play on it. But that's a 50 50 ball. Right. So Love, even at his best points, was a thin margin. A thin margin. And that's the thing when we talk about everyone says, oh, young QB. And I understand it, Matt. But. He's late on things. He's like and, the oldest young QB in the league. Right, but forget even that. He's old. <laughs> you just hate old people. Like, you is he not? <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. You're correct. He's going into his fifth. He's in his fifth season right now? And Tim in Oregon fourth. chimes in. The Packers players are not very good. Watching other teams like the Dolphins or the Eagles, those teams have great players. A.J. Brown, that's a great receiver. Tyreek Hill, great. Jason Kelly, Jason Kelsey, so smart. Jordan Love's throwing motion is ad hoc, not true. Once in a while, a great throw. Sardine overthrows, missed open receivers. He does not seem like he trusted his arm strength to let it rip with accuracy. Because right. he's trying to, like, we're playing bags. Like, he's just lofting it into spots. Well, I mean, I remember when I was uh, playing Little League Baseball, all my baseball coaches would just say, don't aim it, just yes. throw it. Yes. And right now, I think... My little league coach from McFarland in like 1996 needs to drive up to Green Bay and tell Jordan Love, "Don't aim it, just throw it." Uh, coaching is this is the Adam Madison. Coaching is definitely more to blame. If players or talent were the problem, then we would just suck as bad as the second half as we do in the first half. They did. They were crappy. Denver sucks, and you did bupkiss. You got like two barely touchdowns. Like, what are we talking about? Like. That was a while ago. Vegas, you got your ass kicked by Detroit. You lost to a crappy Vegas team. How many? Vegas has two wins, right? That is correct. So you're half of that crappy team's record, and then Denver has two wins, and you're half of their crappy wins. Like your team, as Tauscher said in the post game, is a bottom five football team, and that includes the quarterback. I'm sorry if Aaron Rodgers was quarterbacking his team, they have a winning record. Facts. So it's not the quarterback. I'm not saying the floor is blameless, but put a average quarterback on this team. A stick. I'm trying to think of, of of a middle. Kirk Cousins on this team. The Packers are better offensively. Yeah, they don't go an entire. What I think was they had not scored a touchdown in the first half since the Saints game. The last four games. Yeah. The last four games. Last four games. <laughs> They've not scored a touchdown in the first half. That's not just coaching. That's the quarterback. It is. As much as you don't want it to be. Because here's the thing, folks. No need to defend the quarterback. Because if it is the coaching, Jordan Love's gone anyways. Like, it's over. Like so You don't right, have to defend him. the coach is going to come in and be like, I'll 
turn this guy around? Why was he going to take his chance on something that's already in place? Coaches, he wants to go get his own guy. Coaches don't like to come in with the guys in his second year. They want their own guy. Right. Like, a new coach comes in, Jordan Love's done. Like Jordan Love has to be top 10 in the NFL, basically, to keep his job if LaFleur got fired. If LaFleur got fired. Right, right. Uh, Robin Madison chimes in. It's the coach, not the QB. Get rid of coach and get Harbaugh uh, before the Bears get him. Hashtag Jim Harbaugh to the Packers 2024. I actually don't hate Jim Harbaugh as a coach. It's very much a big swing. It's been a while since he's been in the NFL. We're just stealing the signs that he should yeah, come to the Packers. Say, you'll know everyone's <laughs> plays. I mean, Well, in the NFL, you can scout. Now, to be clear with Michigan... <laughs> All his scout did was buy tickets to the other game and, and watch it. And he organized people to go watch the right, but I mean, like, them advanced scouting reports. But like, that's what you do in the NFL. Uh, that's actually what uh, that the Patriots got in trouble for doing. No, no, no. The Patriots got in trouble. No, the Patriots got in trouble for videotaping it all. Okay, yes. And scouts go. practices too, right? Yes. They're videotaping Oh, yeah, practices. they did practice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. No. Not quite, you, not quite Bill mean, Belichick. I been, that's a nationally televised game. You're it, allowed to watch yeah, it. I've been, at, I've been at Packer games. There's In the press box, they have like Denver, like other teams spots have you there. Been, yes. Have you been telling things to the Bears <laughs> oh. when you go to the Packer games? Have you been yes, sending yeah, out long I'm a, information? I'm a, I'm a terrible scout. So <laughs> the, Bears, <laughs> yeah. the Bears have not been, uh, my, useful, my information has not been useful. Yeah, fair. Fair. <laughs> Brandon and Tulsa chimes in. Do you think Goody is scratching his head in shock at how bad the Packers are, or did he uh, plan for this by building the team so young? I don't understand building the team so young. That's good. All he had to do was look to the south and see Chicago, and they won three games last year, right. and you didn't have a clear look who Justin Fields was, because at one point, he had the best Q, like, QB rating for a five-week window, and the Bears had the best offense in the NFL for five weeks. But before and after that, bad. And they had all these young players, and nobody stayed healthy, and everything fell apart, and you couldn't properly evaluate the quarterback. And then you had to go into this year with not a clear picture who Fields was, and now they still don't like. It's pretty clear he's not going to be a star NFL quarterback. He might be a like, like what do you call it? Like a bridge quarterback. Like Fields might be a bridge guy to get you to the next QB, mm-hmm. but like he's not going to be the next star, and he's not going to do it in Chicago. Like he's on his, he's out in Chicago. Like it's it's going to be done for him. I don't care what he comes back and, and does. So it didn't work out for them to go young with a young QB because you couldn't get a clear picture of who your young QB was. And Goody looked at that and said, yeah, let's do that. Because there is something to be said, because we just don't know how good or bad Jordan Love is. But what is fair to say is Jordan Love, at best, looks like he'd be like Jared Goff. Give him a really good offense around him, and he can make some plays, but he's not a playmaker. You can win with them. You're not going to win because of them. And it took the lines. That's best case scenario. Sure. It took the lines a long time to get to the roster they have now. I mean, it took multiple years and like a lot of knee biting over the last couple seasons to finally get as good as they are. And I mean, they don't have that. They don't have that grace with Jordan Love. They don't have the time to get there at this point, especially because yeah. they have to pay him after this next season. Uh, theoretically. Daniel Sloth chimes in. I love Jim's enthusiasm when talking about how bad Green Bay is. He's been waiting for this his whole life. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. I'm just, I've said this before, I'm an expert on it. And I think uh, Warsheim wants me to maybe actually have a QB, a bad QB therapy session with folks. We'll do some for it tomorrow. Because I could not be, I I mean this sincerely when I say it, Matt, I'm an expert on the stages of grief with a crappy QB. The explaining away, blaming everyone else, only seeing the positives. He's young. He's only had these amount of starts. 
The coach stinks. The receivers stink. Everyone stinks but the quarterback. I've been there. I know it. I know it well. I did it. I I, I made excuses for Jay Cutler. I made that, excuses for Mitch Trubisky, Rex Grossman, Justin Fields. The thing that sh- like boggles my mind is like, yeah, Jim, I understand it for the Bears because like for real, you've never had a great quarterback. We have had thirty years of it. We know what great quarterback play should look like, and we're looking at this, and we're still making those excuses. What excuses can you possibly make watching uh, Brett Favre? I was going to call him Bart Favre. Brett (laughs) Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Like, we know how we even, like, and we had two stark contrasts of greatness. You do, we saw the gunslinger style. We know what that looks like. Sure, if Jordan Love is throwing all these the same amount of picks that he's got, but we also see him absolutely ripping the ball in there and, you know, making some more of those plays where it doesn't seem like he's just underthrowing it or lobbing it up there, but it looks like he's actually throwing the ball. It's it look it's confidence. Then you had an absolute surgeon in Aaron Rodgers. We're not seeing shades of Rodgers or shades of Favre here. I don't know how we're kidding ourselves into thinking that Oh, he's young and we can we can fool it. We know what good quarterback play is, everybody. We don't need Jim to tell us that it's okay to make mistakes or they've been making mistakes forever. We don't need to hear that. <laughs> I'm not ready to hear that. I'm ready to accept that this ain't it. I've watched enough good quarterbacks play. I don't I I'm not gonna accept that this is just early and this guy could be better. There's no shades of greatness that I'm seeing. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. We are asking you the question: Is Jordan Love the quarterback in the NFC North? Matt, I know that uh, you picked Jordan Love I to did. be your green and gold goat from our good friends at Dancing Goat Distillery. I would imagine. This is another week because I think we've kind of established right. we're just not we're not giving out a goat when you play like this. Like maybe we'll change the rule if like they lose to the Vikings, but Christian Watson has 200 yards receiving or something like this. But everyone is crap, mm-hmm. and there's no goat to give out except to like the fans for supporting their team. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you love dancing goat. You just give the, you should just give the MV, the green and gold goat to dancing goat distillery because it at least makes the weekends better and the weekdays. I should, but you're absolutely right. The actual goat is the fans, and you should treat yourself treat yourself by getting some Dancing Goat Distillery products. They've got fantastic things from brandy, which is really delicious. They've got a fantastic rye, a couple types of whiskey, and my personal favorite right now, the Quirky and Humble Blend Bourbon from Dancing Goat. It is a bourbon like you've never had before. It's classic bourbon mash, but it's eight in Colombian oak. Absolutely, totally different finish than you're you're used to. I promise you've never had a bourbon like this. Check it out. It's so unique. If you're a bourbon fan, you will enjoy it. That's Dancing Goat Distillery. Check them out online at dancinggoat.com and see all that they have to offer out there in Cambridge. A short hop, skip, and a jump for Madison. So check out Dancing Goat. And remember, you got to be 21 years or older to enjoy. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Jordan Love completed 67.7% of his passes for 180 yards. That's a whopping 5.8 yards per completion. But 67%. That brought him all the way up to 57% on the season completion percentage. That's improvement, Jim. And a whole 6.5 yards per completion. 10 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. Sounds like that's a winning record. <laughs> 10 to 7. I'm liking where we're at right now. Felt like Green Bay to me. Ugh, I just don't know what to do. Is it deal let both these guys ride it out for another season? Can I like, say let this? Let them finish this one. Let them play one more and you can just make a clean break. Tyson Bajan, 72% completion percentage, 162 yards. You're obsessed point, with Bears quarterbacks, Jim. 5.7. You're obsessed. Because that's <laughs> I, everyone knows it. Like Packer fans watch the Bears, so it's an easy comp there. 162 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions. I mean, Jordan Love is better. But whether it's the coaches don't trust him or he's making the wrong read or whatever, the game plan is the game plan. It was identical. I watched both of these games back-to-back last night. Same damn game plan. Except the Bears ran it more and executed a little better with Foreman than the Packers did with Dylan. But, like, Foreman is not even that much better than Dylan. It's just... Bajan honestly looked better than Love at times. And I don't understand it. As far as... Now, again, Jordan Love is a much better quarterback than Bajan. But... 100%. I just don't know what's happened to Jordan Love. Because I did not think he was going to be the guy that... You know, was surgical against the Bears. I thought he would be a league average QB, somewhere in that range, somewhere between tw- like 12 to 15 to 16. Like that's where he would fall at the end of the year. Right now, he is at the bottom of the league. And we are asking you, 844 770 3776, is he the worst QB in the NFC North? And this is going as you'd think. It's a clear, it's a 100% yes, because there's only one quarterback in the conversation. Right. Jared Goff is unquestionably better than Jordan Love, and so is Kirk Cousins. Because I'm not asking for the future, I'm asking who's better now. Right. But I am sorry, Justin Fields is unquestionably better than Jordan Love. Now, Justin Fields is not a starting NFL quarterback, at least a long-term answer is starting NFL quarterback. I mean, if utilized properly, he could be. Maybe. There's been more flashes... From Justin Fields than Jordan Love. Yes, Justin Fields is a quarterback, but he is in the Hall of Fame for the most rushing yards from a quarterback in oh. one single game. But that's a real stat. <laughs> yeah, no, fair. That is in the NFL Hall of Fame. <laughs> right. He had the greatest game running the football ever for any NFL quarterback. Lamar Jackson is a running quarterback who is leading his team back to the playoffs and usually leads his team to the playoffs. Michael, Vick's was, Michael Vick was an exciting running quarterback. They can't exist. Don Kaepernick. The, the runs do count. Colin mm-hmm. Kaepernick. Now, again, neither one of them are right now look like they're going to be franchise guys. But you call anyone in this league, Chicago would get more for Justin Fields than the Packers would for Jordan Love in a trade. Mm-hmm. And, I, think Justin, I think Justin Fields would be a great tight end. Well, that could be part right? of it, too. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I would put Jordan Love at tight end. The Adam Madison chimes in, spend the first two pick on linemen, fire Joe Barry, and give Love one year with an improved line and competent defense. Then if it doesn't look better, send him out. I don't hate it. I don't hate the idea of giving Jordan Love two full seasons you gotta hedge it to cook. 
Yes, you absolutely have to hedge it. Figure out some draft capital coming your way. Figure out a way to like move up potentially in that draft if Jordan Love isn't great. Like, there's certainly ways to do it, but I, 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 I truly think that Lafleur, Love, and Goody are going to have one at least one more season to run it back. Whether you know, then Murphy's gone, and then all bets are off. You know, at a minimum, the Packers should sign a real veteran quarterback next year. Just to push them? Make them compete? So they don't get fired. Because if Jordan Love still stinks, you, you can have put somebody, somebody put in, in right. to save okay. your job. Like, if Jordan Love stinks next this is where I'm curious what happens with the floor and Goody. Let's just run this. Mark Murphy's got one year left after this year. Right. Which means Goody's going to be safe because he's not going to fire his GM on his way out the door. So Goody's going to be safe throughout. He won't do that. And then the new guy coming in probably wants to see, unless it's someone who's like hand, but I don't know of anyone who's handpicked as a successor here. So the new guy coming in probably will give Goody a year as well. So Goody's probably got two years. None of this is guaranteed, but just how things usually work. So Goody's probably got next year and the following year. Because Murphy, LaFleur, because also Goody's going to get a chance to hire two coaches. That's just usually how it works. Right. GM's get a chance to hire, and they usually get a chance to two QBs. So Goody's the safest. I'm not saying he should be, but he's the safest. Ugh, then man. you look at LaFleur. Well, LaFleur, yeah. if he he's trending towards back-to-back losing seasons. And then next year, if it's an, if Love isn't good, he knows he's out of a job. Yeah. If he has another losing season. So he's gotta have he's gotta talk to Goody and be like, you gotta give me someone here. That if Love isn't it, we can go to them. Whether it's a second round pick, maybe it's one of your picks from the Jets. Right. Or it's a, just when you hedge that way and get another quarterback, like whatever you put into getting a veteran quarterback or to get that second round guy, you're losing out on getting a lineman or skill position player for yeah. your guy to throw to. Like these all I, I really don't think I think it's all you throw all your chips into love and LaFleur. But, but they won't do that. No, but that's that's what you have to do if you want to find out are, what you but have. These are, but these are real people. Like LaFleur wants to keep his job. He cannot say he will not say throw all everything into Jordan Love. He cannot do that. And Goody wants to keep his job too. They can't have another if they You don't you know, think if if it's all into love and LaFleur's out there calling like plays that if there's Signs that players are open and Love's not hitting them. It's not Lafleur's fault. He's still going to get fired. Potentially, look I, at Nathaniel Hackett got fired one year in Denver, and they in Russell but, Wilson stinky. But that was a that was okay. Look, brutal. Eberflus is going to get fired in Chicago. They said, "Hey, we're going to tank the first year with Fields. We have them, and we're going to see what we got. And then next year, all you got to do is go out and win six, seven games. That's all he had to do this year. He's not going to do it. He's going to get fired. He didn't get two years. So like." If you lose three years, if he, Matt LaFleur knows if he has three losing seasons in Green Bay, he's getting fired. Ray Rhodes got fired after one losing season. There might have been more. If he bad, has but like, as many losing seasons as he had 13 and three seasons, then yeah. No, he's getting fired. 13 wins. Dan seasons. Campbell. And the Lions. But that was the, yeah. but they were on track. They start, they, they blew it yeah, up. Was, was this his fourth season? This is his third, third I Third season? Yeah, so they're on track. Again, Iberflus would be job security if they're on track to win six to eight games. He right. didn't have to be great. But they've crapped the bed. And LaFleur knows that he needed to if he wins if he wins six this year, he needs he knows he needs to go win eight or nine next year. My issue is that LaFleur's the only one that's actually proven of the three. Is he though? Yeah, he had yeah, he, he had great players and was able to do what you expect to do with great players, and that's 
get to the playoffs consistently, continue to be a good team. Now, what happens in the playoffs when you're playing other teams with great players? Is he getting out coached? Yeah. Maybe. He could be the boot. You could chalk that up to that. You could chalk it up to some of those great players maybe choking. I don't care where you want to fall on that one. Like, we know what happened those two years where we had Rodgers and Devontae and they were humming, right? We know what the situation yep. was. Before at least was able to get those guys, were able to get each other the ball. Right? How much of that was Aaron Rodgers and how much was before? We can throw that up in the air, but all of these teams with great players – Give those players options to do something. That's part of having a great team. And right now, nobody else but Lafleur has proven he could succeed. Because he, most of those players that were great were not Goody's, right? Like, what has Goody done? Well, he drafted Aaron Jones, Jair Alexander. He drafted Elton Jenkins. He's drafted- like, there's yeah, there's when you have how many he gets what seven picks a year. Uh, sometimes give more, yeah, give or usually take. around 10. Right? Like, you'd expect that he's going to hit on a couple guys, but the ones that the big great pick, the one that he was throwing his career into, is turning out to be one of the biggest busts in Packers history. Fair. Because not in, in doing so, in making that pick, two Hall of Famers, two possibly first ballot Hall of Famers, left your organization because of that pick. You're saying Devontae left because of the, that the was, Jordan Love pick? That was part of the whole snowball effect, yes. I think there was part of it there. Are you that's, sure? That's what upset Rodgers. Rodgers not signing the contract and dilly-dallying is what postponed Devontae's contract, which got him upset about not feeling wanted and made him want to leave. It like, all, look, and also you can go it's to all part of it. Aaron I'm not Rogers. saying it's directly the cause of it, but there's certainly animosity that spread across the Packers organization and affected it in some fashion. Aaron Rodgers didn't trust the Packers. He wasn't taking a pay cut to make sure Aaron Devontae Adams got paid properly. It was a whole... Tr- it there goes back to my point. Of- and I don't think this is going to happen, but if Jordan Love continues to play like this, he is one of the worst draft picks in NFL history. Because he ended Aaron Rodgers' reign with the Packers early. And it was a cancer that ate at the Packers Aaron Rodgers' last three years with the team. Mm-hmm. Well, was Aaron Rodgers the cancer or was yeah. the pick the cancer? But you know well, who Aaron Rodgers is. The pick was like that radioactive isotope that hit Aaron Rodgers and then he turned into the cancer. If you're, do you know what I if mean? If you're in a relationship... No. If you, okay. You know how, okay, then you don't understand. Radioactive isotope? Yeah, that's how it That's how like it ruins the cells and then the cells like replicate, but they're No, I understand up. how yeah. radioactivity Teenage works. Teenage Mutant yeah. Ninja Turtles is what Yeah, exactly. That's that, what I'm, pick, <laughs> that pick made... Aaron Rodgers, radioactive, angry. He was so angry, he went radioactive. Just like the Hulk, is he this, won't like me when yeah, I'm angry. Is, is this a comic book? <laughs> so, yes, okay. this is what happened. How That's about, how it went down. Even more, we are, well, Matt, you and I are in relationships. Sorry, <laughs> oh, okay. And uh, you know what would upset your wife yeah. to a very high level. Yes. And you wouldn't do that. Like, you would not pick a... F- I'm not talking like the... <laughs> Look at his face. Look well, at his face. But I'm saying... I am a bit of a troll. Right, but that's... <laughs> trolling is one thing. I'm saying, like, this is a core thing. Yes. Like, okay, yeah. Aaron right. Rodgers got undercut. He was not expecting that pick, and it came out of the blue. He thought he had a good relationship with the Packers, and they undercut him, and they did the one thing that was going to drive... Like, make him so mad. Mm-hmm. And he just... And they also know who he is, and they know how vindictive he is, because that's right. the other part of it. I mean... So they knew what was going to happen. They knew it. Right. And so, and they so still did I'm, it. I'm thinking, so like that's the simplest way, Ryan. If you know 
the consequences and you know how the person's going to react and there's going to be no ifs, ands, or buts about it and you still do it, you're reaping the benefits or the negativity of it and it's your fault. You're uh-huh. reaping what you sowed. They did this. You made your bet. Now it's time to lie in it. Lie in a- it. <laughs> Dan Campbell? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> that was, that's a joke that I should be making. Brandon and Tulsa chimed in and Goody did not draft uh, Aaron Jones. Ted did. I don't know. Did you say that, Goody? I had said Aaron. I thought Goody's first draft class was the Aaron Jones draft class. Maybe I was off by a year. That was kind of a gray area because yeah, Ted exactly. was going who was drafting a lot. who at yeah. the time? But right, we, and we know Goody was involved in those drafts. Yes. So like, I'm not, I'm but, not saying Goody is the worst drafter ever. Like, I'm not saying he's the worst GM ever. Even I'm saying he made some really crucial mistakes that affected the landscape of this franchise and the future of this franchise to a degree he did not anticipate. But Jim, what, to Jim's point, he probably should have anticipated it a little bit better than he did. Right. Robin Madison chimes in, which I think he was blaming Rodgers on this, but Rodgers was toxic before he was drafted. I don't know if he means by love or Aaron. Aaron, part of the reason he fell was that he had this kind of immature, sarcastic vibe to him, including the other stuff with Tedford. Like, no secret who Aaron Rodgers is. He's right. been the same guy forever. Now, off the field, he's gotten a little bit off the reservation. But, like, <laughs> on the football field, same guy. Same guy forever. The Packers knew what this would do. They cannot claim that they just turned this sweet, innocent quarterback into some ang- They weren't expecting him to get all angry. He <laughs> He's one of the most, and I mean this in a great way, he's a petty king. Yeah. He's one of the pettiest and vindictive players in the NFL. If he could just win more, he'd actually be on Mount Rushmore with the true petty kings like of Jordan and others. Like Jordan, Tom Brady, remember? Tom, yes. There's that Tom Brady thing where he was like always looking for something yes. to be angry about. Yes. Brady, Jordan, Rogers, That's like petty champion. That's like Kobe. Right. Same yeah, thing. Kobe, I'm yeah. running through Powell's Kobe, chest. Yeah. Powell, he's my brother. I love yeah, him. Yeah. I'm going to yes. blow through his chest. Now the problem with Aaron is that when you're petty like this, you don't win. You're you're kind of just an a hole and not a champion. <laughs> so he's got to win more because. Jordan and those guys were also all a-holes, but they won, so now they're right. champions is the first thing to say about them. Yeah. Aaron needs to win more, because otherwise they just say he's kind of an ass. Well, let's give Aaron some time. He's still healing, guys. He still has time. He can he's come back. He's almost fully recovered. Yes. He still has time. Yeah. The Jets are still just a, a valid team. A few, few more mixtapes. Think the Packers could inquire the Jets about a trade? You know what? You know what, John Runyon? You know what, John? To get Rodgers back? John Runyon, you mentioned that the uh, Packers offense would have shades oh, Jesus. of the Dolphins. Yeah. This is what it sounded like last week. Shades was of the uh, 2018 Dolphins? Yeah. yeah exactly. No, it was the uh, 2007 Dolphins. So 1 in 15, Cam Cameron. I watched that team. The Packers looked like that team. Maybe that's the Dolphins he was referencing. How embarrassing is that for John Runyon? Yeah, that's a that's tough. Yeah. Why would you say that? I love yeah. having confidence in my team and like you know that's my quarterback. I love yeah. that kind of thing. But that was especially I love hot takes. You're playing the team that the Dolphins put seventy on. Yeah, you put up seventeen. <laughs> Do you believe? No. <laughs> I believe that Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison is a great place to go be a winner. Graveyard Grabs is happening this Saturday from 5 until 9. 27 winners will enter to win prizes. $200 rewards play, three of those. $500 cash, three of those prizes given away. And $3,000 total in cash, three $1,000 prizes. All at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison and their Graveyard Grabs. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. 
It gets me every time, Matt Hamilton. We are back with the jumper on ESPN Madison. <laughs> He's Matt Hamilton. I am Jim Rutledge. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Miles Blue, you know what to do. And that's Crush, a Coors Light. We are going to crush a little Tinder time right now. Oh, no. Give me more context to Jordan Love. So, Matt Hamilton, we will play this together. Primetime Wallachan will give us a name. We will swipe right if we think they are. If Jordan Love is better, we'll swipe left if we think that the quarterback said was better. You can play along at home. 844-770-3776. Let's play some Tinder time. If you like it, swipe right. If you dislike it, swipe left. It's Tinder time. All right, guys. So the Raiders. I'm sorry. Every time I hear that music, I just want to <laughs> well, the Raiders certainly, at least I think, don't have a better quarterback than the Packers. Uh, Jimmy G didn't play this weekend, and we saw how bad that team is. But we're going to run through a few of the names of the quarterbacks who have been drafted since Jordan Love was drafted. So these past three draft classes, 2021, 2022, 2023, which of these quarterbacks would you take over Jordan Love, and which ones you swipe and left to get rid of? So I'll start with you guys. We were talking about the Jets a little bit earlier. How about Zach Wilson? Swiping left or swiping right? All right, I'll, I'll give Love this one, so we'll swipe. Yeah, I'm taking right. Jordan Love as yeah. well. So you're swiping left on Zach Wilson. No good for you guys. Because it goes down to Jordan hasn't lost the locker room. And okay. Zach lost the locker room once. Maybe he has it back, but Jordan hasn't done that. So to be fair, yeah, we'll take Jordan Love right. over Zach Wilson. All right, then after Zach Wilson, we'll stick in the AFC East. How about Mac Jones, McCorkle? Ooh, these two are identical. I mean, except- you, you have to take Mac Jones. Mac Jones has had games where you're like, wow, yeah. this guy's got it. Yep, and Mac Jones is throwing for a higher completion percentage, uh, more yards than identical yards per attempt, more yards per game. So, I mean, and he's a higher QB rating. There's no way around it, Mac right. Jones, you take over Jordan Love. All right, we're swiping right on Mac Jones. Then I'll stick in that draft class, guys. We're talking about him already, Justin Fields. You got to take Fields over him. Uh, he- Here's the thing. We would have to run a different style of offense. Yeah, we're not running. We're not telling your team. I'm saying as just like as just a better. player. Yeah, Who's I, I think yes. it's Fields. Justin Fields, Fields is better. The running ability sets him over the top. He's throwing for uh, almost as many yards as uh, Jordan Love. And so, the deep ball. The fact yes. that his deep ball is well yes, over twenty percent. He throws almost a full yard per attempt more as far as completions than Jordan Love, yeah. which goes to the deep ball. It, as it I, hurts and, me. To my core to say that. Has a higher QB rating and a higher completion percentage. Completion percentage can be deceiving. Okay, but they're the same damn... He throws the ball down the field. Jordan Love throws it short. Jordan Love should have a higher completion percentage. Jordan Love actually leads the league in uh, air yards per attempt. He doesn't complete them. He doesn't complete them, but he he throws out the field. We're not saying he completes them. <laughs> he stinks. You you said he doesn't throw it down the field. He throws he doesn't it down throw the field. it effectively down. He is fair point. He is twenty two percent on balls that travel more than twenty two yards in the, in the air. All right, let's round out this draft. The class. three interceptions to zero touchdowns. Let's round out this draft class, guys. This is an easy one. Trevor Lawrence. Yep. We're taking Trevor Lawrence. Yes. All right, and then the last guy in this class. This is a tough one for me. Trey Lance. Ugh. Honestly, <laughs> he started games. He got benched. He's been hurt. He's now the backup in Dallas. Oh, man. I mean, I, I got to take love. I'll take love. But what's your reason for taking love? He's similar. I don't want to upset our fans. No. <laughs> <laughs> I would say similar reasoning to 
Fields. Fields has shown more. Now, he has not shown that he can be a franchise QB, but he has shown more as an NFL starting quarterback in less years in the league, but more starts than Jordan Love ever has. Trey Lance has shown nothing. So Jordan Love, even though he's barely played, has still shown more in an NFL game than Trey Lance. See, I am a big mystery box guy. You are. And I've seen <laughs> what I've needed to see out of Jordan Love right now, but I, I it's it's got to be Love. Trey Lance... There's a reason that he was passed on from this team. There's a reason he hasn't done anything to take over for this Dak Prescott who has not been playing his best football. Like, it's got to be Jordan Love. All right, let's hit a couple guys from the 2022 NFL draft class. Desmond Ritter, currently starting for the Atlanta Falcons. (laughs) I'm going to take Jordan Love. What's a push? Yeah, (laughs) I'm going to take Jordan Love because, again, delete the app. Ritter looks... Like yeah, honestly, a little spastic in the backfield. At least Jordan Love looks like he's not lost. Here's the thing. Well, one, Desmond Ritter plays the way that I think fans think Justin Fields plays. Like the idea of like he runs a lot and his best yeah. skill is running the football when like Justin Fields can throw the ball. He's actually really good at throwing the deep ball. Like so but like in your head you're like, Oh, they're the same guy. But Ritter is the guy that actually plays the way I think people think Fields plays, but to your point. Uh, prime time, it would be if those were your two options, you would just delete the app. You'd be like, you know what? Time for me to go. No love for me. <laughs> All right. Time the, for me to go. Last one I want to ask you guys before we get out of here 2022 NFL draft. Kenny Pickett was the first quarterback taken. Are you taking him over Jordan Love? Man, Ooh. Jordan Love's hands are way bigger than Kenny Pickett. <laughs> Uh, but it's how you use him. He has a higher <laughs> completion percentage, a higher yards per attempt, and plays on a a more winning football team, so he's winning more games. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. Winning football team because of T.J. Watt doing scoring more points this season. Than I'm pretty he's sure Kenny Pickett has more yards per. But attempt. he has George Pickens. He's got yeah. two pretty decent running uh, backs in the backfield. This, part, George this part, this part cracks. Yeah, you could you could add George Pickens. You got Christian Watson instead. Uh. <laughs> could add Jalen Hurts. Could yeah. add Jalen Hurts. Yeah. No, yeah. let's talk about how Goody is just this savant of the draft. <laughs> no one ever said savant. You know what? He needs to restore his draft uh, abilities and his reputation. You know what? I don't know if Revive Restoration can do that for Goody, but what Revive does have is a great reputation of their own, and that's for getting people's lives back on track after an accident. Whether you own a home or a business, Revive Restoration has your back 24-7, 365 days a year. What do I mean by that? I mean, if you have an accident or something comes up, like you're tearing out a wall and you see asbestos and you need asbestos removal, revive restoration. You go away for a weekend and your basement's flooded, revive restoration. You leave a pot on and all of a sudden that catches a fire and you've got some smoke damage in your kitchen, revive restoration. They've got your back 365 days a year, 24-7. You can go on to revivepros.com, see their hotline, their their emergency hotline for your projects, and they can get you back on track faster than anyone out there. Uh, you can talk to our friend Josh Duggan at Revive Restoration if you call him, or you can go online to Revive Pros and schedule an appointment today. Don't let an accident slow your life down. Revive Restoration has your back. Alex Strofe, Big Mad. Turn on a game, fellas. Mac Jones and Pickett both stink. Uh, and he said, not saying love doesn't, but come on. Look, I'm sorry. Mac Jones. Those seem like takes for your own show, Alex. <laughs> Whatever it's called, Mr. Irrelevant. No that idea. guy is more Irrelevant. talented. I'll tell you what, Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy, runs laps around Jordan Love. Here's the thing. Maybe I'll give you Pickett. But I'm sorry. Yeah. Mac Jones and has more 
uh, what do you call it, pelts on the wall. He has yep. done more as an NFL quarterback. And this year, he has played better football than stinky Jordan Love. And what has he got in New England? You want to give me some weapons? We need to get to Chris Orr, guys. Yeah. He's waiting on the other line. Give me a weapon in New England. Kendrick Bourne. Ramondre Stevenson. Okay. Hunter Henry. Mike Aaron, Gusecki. Aaron Jones. AJ Aaron Dillon, Jones. Christian Watson. A healthy Ramondre Stevenson is a better than Luke not on the field Aaron Jones. <laughs> what? He was it's on the true. field yesterday. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Am I wrong to think that McIntosh hires Fickle with the thought process of we can be more than just Big Ten champs? He knows what it takes to win. Man wide open! Touchdown! Ruchi, the other one! It's been 9-10 months. I can honestly say I don't know that I've seen that. That was special. That was special. Hey, it's time to talk Wisconsin football on Rutledge and Hamilton. Presented by Simden Chevrolet of Mount Horeb and North and South Seafood and Smokehouse. Throws it again and he's hit and sacked for the second time. This time it's Chris Orr, the senior from DeSoto, Texas. Chris Orr, it felt so good. It was so unlikely. But what is a win like that where your backup Freshman QB making his first start on the road against the guy that most of those players wanted to beat. You know Fickle wanted to beat him too. Yeah. Jim Leonard's coaching that defense from afar or whatever. Like it would have been so bad if they lost that game. But then from a player's perspective, Chris, the youngster comes through, you throw the ball to Rucci. I mean, everything changed and you seem to see it in the locker room with Fickle talking to the players of like that's it. That's what I've been asking for all year, and I got it, and we won. What does that win do for the players after a game like that? It's just it bodes confidence. Um, like that, a come-from-behind win on the road with your backup quarterback who so happens to also be a freshman, It can, for sure. I think that the offense looked how it looked all year, but the difference was that you had a freshman quarterback, and you kind of expected this. You expected this up-and-down kind of game, and I think that what he did at the end really showed what this offense can be. I think that the tempo element of this offense is what's been lacking, and I think they found that and definitely took advantage of it uh, down in Champaign. But, man, this is this just can get you exuding confidence because I think what Coach Fickle is mentioning is the, the extra effort from guys. Like, even Will Pauling's touchdown, like, he had to go and get that. You know, we hadn't really seen that. All year we have seen where the blame will go on the quarterback, and it's like, oh man, you gotta kind of, you gotta help this guy out a little bit. Like sometimes you have to go make your plays. Like no plays just happen; you have to go make them. And Matt, I, you got a question? No, I, I, just a couple. Chris's audio is cutting in and out, yeah. so yes. Um, the big thing for me is Braylon got to cook, like. Obviously, they got down, but they didn't just abandon the run entirely. Braylon was able to break that defense down over time. It it, it wasn't immediate, but by that second half of the uh, the game, when you know everything was on the line, they were still trusting their running back. And how much does that lead into like 
what this what this uh, Badgers offense is. Like we've been talking about identity. Did they start to form an identity here at the end of that last game? Yeah, yeah, I think it started, especially with uh, you. Just saw shades of what we've always been at Wisconsin. Uh, mm-hmm. I hope my audio better now. By yep. the way, yeah, but uh, we're doing good now. But um, it's it's the fact that you need to run the ball, like something I think. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, we're nailing it. Something I think there it is. Something I think that'll never change at the University of Wisconsin is that you need bell cows, you need your horses, and you need to feed them. I think that's something that'll never change at Wisconsin. Uh, you still have that guy in Braylon. I think that's more of the back that he is. Uh, if, if you couldn't tell, there was a lot more downhill runs. Um, just doing that over and over again, like it's a steady confidence builder for your team. It's something that your team, uh, as players, as a coach, like you understand that we can always do this. We can always fall back on this. If we ever need to settle down or we're in a situation where things aren't working, let's get the run game back going because everything expands off of it. With the running game, Braylon Allen, fourth quarter, third and ten, like a draw, I believe, and he runs for maybe five or six yards, gets tripped up, and was able to keep his feet underneath him as he's falling forward to get over that uh, first down marker. I mean, it was a big play in the moment. Bigger plays happen, but that play was huge, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Huge play, huge play. And I think that's, like, like again, I think that's what Coach Fickle was alluding to. Like, guys, I need to see the extra effort out of you. Like, so many times before last week, we saw a lot of plays where, like, the touchdown pass to Pauling, that just goes incomplete or maybe even the interception, to be honest. It was, you know, two guys over there. Or even Braylon's run, and it's like he's just short. He's just short. Now we have a decision to make on fourth down, and it's a, it's a big momentous opportunity, and we don't usually capitalize on them. But I think you saw guys like Braylon, like Pauling, do the extra effort plays that were required in order to win a football game. Like You need that every Saturday. That's what, that's what I think makes you a good football player. That's what makes good teams is a combination of a lot of guys going the extra effort to make the play. Everybody has that mindset of, if I don't make this play, nobody will. I have to save the day, and we saw it. And now they have Ohio State. And mm-hmm. so you knocked off one thing. Beating Bielema was something that I think was important to the players. Braylon talked about it openly. For sure. And For like, sure. Fickle is, and just like Brett, like these dudes, I mean, they both used to play football. I might forget that with Brett, but Brett did play football at one point. Uh, Fickle... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Brett ate the person that actually played football and is now. (laughs) (laughs) Or he ate a bag of footballs and are just stuck in his stomach. But, like, with uh, Luke, actually looks like a guy, but they're competitors, is my point. Like, you know that that Luke, Jim Leonard's doing that. You you know, then you have Bielema. Like, you just knew that he wanted that. Right. The next one, though, and Fickle's already said, I'm not doing interviews uh, in Columbus. I don't want to talk about it. It's not about me. But Ohio State. Played there, he coached there. They kicked him out. Jim, Le- you know what Wisconsin? What all that motivation that Jim Leonard has maybe against Wisconsin? Fickle's got against Ohio State, so this one matters to him. Do the players feel that? Even if Luke's going out of his way to make sure that it's not about him? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely feel that for as players. Um, it's something that you want to do. You know, you have that love and that relationship for your coach. Then you're going to feel it. And man, shoot, I would advise Coach Fickle to lean into it. I think that. What, what this Wisconsin team needs in order to get a, a win against Ohio State is you need a boatload of confidence, you need a boatload of energy. And I think that 
that energy, you can control it, man. Out in Cam Randall Stadium, they're going they're the ones coming to a hostile environment. If you can pounce on this energy early throughout the week, have uh, ener high energetic practices, you can you can definitely steal this, man. I'm telling you, it's it's possible. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it's possible. And and it's a tall task. And if you need that to, if you want to get that done, you're definitely better be feeling those emotions because football is an emotional game. What do you think? Against <laughs> Ohio State, what, what, what do you? I... <laughs> All right, I'm gonna be completely honest. I'm yeah. gonna be completely honest. I don't think this is a competitive year for the Wisconsin Ohio State game, um, but at the same time, I think that Wisconsin can, like, depending on the flow of the game, if if Wisconsin can get this into a situation where we're going toe to toe into the fourth quarter, then. We can we can definitely get it done, but it's gonna take it's gonna take those special plays. It's gonna take those extra extra effort plays, you know, just like just like back in the day when we had to have the uh, the uh, kick return for a touchdown. Like it's gonna take some special plays in order to knock off one of the best teams in the country, no matter who it is. You know, even if we were going out and playing uh, Georgia this week, it, it'd be the same. It'd be the same thought process. You need some type of magic. You need a lot of grit, and you need a lot of energy. You can't afford. Uh, for the time for your starters to come out, because if I'm being honest, that's when the, that's where the jump is. That's where the jump is. Is that the depth that some of these programs like uh, Ohio State or Georgia is more so that this is the real difference. You know, when people try to talk about talent, our your starters, the starters at the University of Wisconsin, the starters at Ohio State, they they nullify each other. They they know each other out. It is it's more so the depth pieces. Like uh, the difference would be on special teams and like. You can't afford for your starters to come out and say they're tired or they're a little banged up. They need to stay in that game if you're going to get a win. And I think that Coach Fickle can give that energy to the team by showing how bad he wants this win. And it's going to be a fun week, man. It's going to be a fun week. I think if they can, if they can, if they can pounce on them quick, then we got a shot. Chris, as but, always, I like it. I just want to don't be embarrassed. That's all I want. Right. Just exactly. Hang tight. For sure. For sure. Keep momentum. Yeah. You know, if they go out yeah. and lose by 10 to Ohio State yeah, at home, then it's like, go forward, you know? Now you can win the rest of your games after Ohio State. Yeah, yeah. We need we need to scare the hell out of them. Yes. If you scare the hell out of them, then I feel really good about this team, especially because they should be coming. You should be riding a lot of confidence, man, because, you know, quarterback change, that can, that can have the, almost the same effects as a coaching change. It's like a fresh start almost. Even some of the receivers might even feel that way. Like, man, you know, because I've, I've been on teams with these situations where you got your starting quarterback and he might he might love his tight ends and checking down to his running backs, but he only loves his ex receiver. And then you get you got the backup who he's throwing it to any and everybody he can find. So it can it can um, boost some confidence and add some momentum for this team. Chris, uh, we'll uh, talk to you next week. Yes, sir. On Wisconsin. On Wisconsin. On Wisconsin. That's Chris Orr. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. That to-do list. 